Meet the One for All card. Perfect for Aunt Edith, your dog walker, and even what's-his-name. With over 100 great brands and no fees, it's the one gift for all. Available in stores and at giftcards.com. Deep underground, the Jelly Belly Factory, BB is in her secret laboratory creating the weird and wild flavors of bean boozled. I've done it again. Is it cappuccino or liver and onions? <laughs> Dare to compare. <laughs> Be boozled, 6th edition. Are you brave enough? Alrighty, how's it going, folks? Welcome back to another episode of the Mile High Pundit Podcast. Uh, kicking things off on a little bit of a happier note here. Uh, Going to be bringing in my co-host, Jared Chuck, as always. Jared, how you doing, my friend? A little bit happier? Dude, <laughs> what do you mean? I had such a great day oh. today. Oh, yeah. Um, and for those of you who haven't yet, uh, we are active on Twitter at Mile High Pundit. So just take out the word podcast at the end there. Like we have places everywhere else. Just put that all together, one word into Twitter and you'll find us on there. Uh, we just posted how we talked about the, sh- the, uh, the heat maps. I'm going to jump into this already. I'm ready to go. Um, oh yeah. yeah. We, we talked about it. the, we talked about the heat maps, um, from natural Statcast, and we were, we were talking about how Colorado just was taking way too many shots from the outside. They weren't funneling chances in. If you look at our tweet, from at the time of recording 21 minutes ago tonight was day and night from game three to game four and i and and joel and i were at work most of the day so we kind of we missed the first three and i i my, my i was about to go on my lunch break my buddy's like i text my buddy early in the morning I was like can you keep me up to date on the ass game he's like yeah i got you no worries he texts me one nothing. I'm like, sweet. He's like, he's like, yeah, you know, you know, Nieto scores, whatever. I'm about to respond back two minutes later. Two nothing. Wait. Three nothing. Wait. And at that point, I knew it was over. I, I knew right then and there. I was like, three nothing. No shot. So, yeah, I'm in a much better mood tonight. This is way better. Yeah, yeah good to hear. And yeah, kind of just that three goal sort of threshold that we were talking about too with Arizona. I mean, you get those those three goals quick in in the first period, and again, I think the Avs have outskated them now two games in a row, and tonight just everything went our way. Uh, Thirty shots tonight, as opposed to the monsters fifty-one we put on Kemper the night before, but we are just on. Uh, we had three goals in the first as opposed to the Coyotes' three shots. I mean, Grub looked fantastic. The the power play for Arizona didn't get going until late, and by then the game was already over. And yeah, like, like Jared was saying, just that heat map. I mean, there is just so much in those very dangerous... I mean, that's right from the get-go. Just going back up from these, from these recaps, I mean, they took it right to the to the mixer i mean right down to kemper's throat and and that's where you want to live if you're colorado quite honestly i mean it, we we touched on it in 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 the uh the tale of two abs games in episode 11 and it, i i remember at the end of it we were talking about predictions and what we expected out of this coming into game four i i'd said colorado needed to have at least nine or ten high danger chances against kemper that and you did. 
And because in game three, they said they only had seven and, and Kepper had seven saves. Well, get this. I may be able to see in the future. I might be able to get you some lottery numbers later on. They put eight. Right. They put eight on Kemper, four on Antiranta. They scored five total goals out of those 12 high danger chances. That is a phenomenal clip to be putting the puck at the net in those high danger chances. They had nothing medium medium danger, which is great because that means they're funneling pucks to the net. They're getting really good looks at the net. And they're they're getting rush opportunities. I mean, they had three rush shots against and their average goal distance against Kemper was 23 feet and the average one against Ronta was 6.6 feet. You want to talk about yeah. getting guys to the net and getting and, and taking it straight to the cooker like you're talking about? The Avs did that tonight and they did it to perfection. Uh, and yeah, you want to talk about that six feet with Ronta. Let's get into just a little bit. <laughs> Mr. <Sorry. Shuck. laughs> uh, <laughs> um, I'm moving. Don't worry. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Of course. Uh, I hope that's going well for you too, man. Uh, I don't, don't get me wrong. I love being here. I love having my dog come down in the middle of the episode and he wants to be scratched and now he's going to go lay on the bed, but yeah, it's gonna be nice yeah. when there's no interruptions. Yeah, yeah. Tell tell the fam I said uh, hello. Of course, for sure. Um, but yeah, just uh, getting into just the unfortunate scenario that Ransom was put into. I mean, he was dealing with a very on this a little bit last episode, but we already running a little bit over on time. But I mean, Kale McCarr was pissed off when he let that. Uh, when he let that, I mean, he he basically went coast to coast. Was the only unassisted goal of the evening. And as soon as Kemper got pulled, due to just the masterfulness of this game pulled off by Bednar and the way that the Avs were moving, Kale just took it upon himself as a rookie to go coast to coast as a defenseman and bury it to put him up five one. And if you don't think that's not your your Calder winner right there, there's something wrong with you, in my opinion. Yeah, and I don't care if Quinn Hughes is having a great start to his playoffs. I mean, they're playing against a St. Louis team that's kind of up in up in arms right now. I mean, they they don't know like what's going on in St. Louis, and Kale McCarr's out here being consistently good every single night. And not only his regular stats tell you that, but even his advanced stats tell you that. You know, I mean, it's very obvious when teams are playing well and play, certain players are playing well because. Guys like Kale McCarr show up on the stat sheet, not maybe not actually on the stat sheet with goals, but he's getting shots, he's blocking shots, he's he's making huge breakout passes. Oh yeah, and I mean Bednar trusts him as his point guy for the power play unit, and it's a very good power play unit. So I mean, even you know he goes back to that trust, and he trusts his guys, and they responded tonight with just one hell of a game i mean seven to one and and it literally looked like the the coyotes were playing with boys or the abs were playing like with with little kids like it was like men amongst boys type thing and in, in my opinion nobody embodied that more tonight than than our guy nathan mckinnon and, and you want to talk about a guy who checks off all the boxes tonight it's it's nathan mckinnon i mean the, the 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 stat I use for for this is is Corzy Corzy is basically shot expected shots for and 
like like when you're on the race, like when you're on the ice, you get counted for shots for. Nathan McKinnon was had a 25 Corsi four rating and a three Corsi against. Oh wow! Like that is ridiculous. I, I mean, Landis got a 26 and five. Miko Ranson 24 and four. I mean, Kale McCarr 29 and 12. I, these guys were ready to play tonight. There was only one guy who had a single-digit Corsi 4, and it was Tyson Jost. Shocking. And, <laughs> I mean, the, the highest Corsi against was Ryan Graves with 15. That's it. Arizona, Arizona's highest guy for Corsi against, guys, actually, multiple, Taylor Hall and Ekman Larson with 18. I mean, you want to talk about guys who were ready to play tonight? Colorado looked like they woke up and were ready to play. And actually, I'm sorry, I was looking at five on five. Their their highest Corsi against was 25 with Alex Golgoski, who got burned by Kale McCarr. Oh, yeah. And I mean, just from the beginning, I flipped a switch, especially after the way that they lost that game three in the closing seconds. I mean, if, if Kemper doesn't have the absolute game of his life because it was the game of his life, it was a personal best for him. Colorado's looking at a sweep right now. And that's just me being honest. I, I mean, the dominance that we've shown. And I would much rather they did it was sweep a them. Thorough, it was a thorough dismantling. I, I, I mean, just from, from the get-go. I mean, we broke Kemper finally. Like I said, what happened? It happened. It took the first period. And that's then it. he goes just back up in Ranta, and that's it. You know, the way that has pounced on him too. Now, Toshe is like, who do I go with for a crucial, very crucial uh, closeout game for the Avs? And for them, it's 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 even more so because they have to be. You know, they got to stay alive, and they got to push for that for that next game now. Tockett is in a real bad spot. I, I mean, really bad. I, I do not envy this. I mean. When essentially Tockett's top line of uh, of Kessel, Hall, and Estroza, Jason Demers, and, and uh, Ekman Larson, which is basically their top line, is out there for a combined what is that? Sorry, eleven high danger, high danger scoring scoring chances for, and so they only get eleven high high danger scoring chances. So it's pretty good, but when you're giving up. 18, hold on, I'm going to do this live counting. 18 plus 8, 26, 29 against. That doesn't exactly exude confidence in Rick Tockett. When, when that's your top guys, and it's supposed to be your shutdown defensive pairing of Ekman, Larson, and Demirs, and then get it up to your puck movers of Kessel, Dvorak, and Hall, and they can't do it because they're pinned in their own zone all game by... <laughs> Colorado's fourth line more than likely because they have the last change so they're trying to pair them up against the fourth line and now Colorado gets the first line the last line change back Wednesday afternoon I mean yeah they're, yeah. they're in trouble I mean 15 total shots on goal and that's being generous I think the total stat line was 14 they might have had one more at the very end but I, I mean you can't win a game like that you can't He's one of those coaches that 
he exemplifies just that defensive style of hockey. That's what he, you know, that's that's kind of his bread and butter. But Arizona's not built to keep up with Colorado. You do that, and Colorado's too good. We will find a way to score. I don't care if it's Kemper. I don't care if it's his backup. I, I mean, just... You have just... We, we, we played the best game by far just as a team. And this is the standard that I hold the Avs to when you look at a game like this. And this is a team that could make it very, very far in the Stanley Cup. Um, uh, I mean, just going off the, the, the guys that had points tonight that had to do had to do with this monstrous seven to one win i mean nieto opens it up in the first with calvert and belmar that was a great pass by calvert yeah phenomenal pass amazing pass by cal and calvert was on tonight too i mean he was doing typical calvert things especially late in the third when he was protecting his boys um, he's a guy you want in the locker room because he's not going to take any crap and he's going to sure as hell dish it right back out. And he just, he doesn't care who you are, big, small, tall. You don't care. He's going to go after he's, he's a little pit bull, you know, and I love it. I love when we picked, when we picked up Matt Calvert, cause I knew we were going to get a gritty third, fourth line guy who can put the puck in the net for one, but two is going to give up the body to block shots and protect his teammates. And he's doing all of that to perfection. Yeah. And, this is just a little uh, a, a little snippet from our good friend Scott McDonald. Um, but Matt Calvert had a, had a snippet on on Mac's little scuffle tonight with Fisher because it was a little scuffle. Uh, Fisher Price picked the wrong dog to mess with. Um, yeah, but, but Calvert said, you know, Fisher cross checked the wrong guy. Nate absolutely manhandled him. And he adds, and he could have thrown 10 punches at him if he wanted to. McKinnon, who was sitting right, right next to him, responds with, got me fired up, Calvi. I mean, you got to love that energy, man. Got to love that energy. The, the funny thing is that Nazem Kadri was about to come onto the ice, too, for a line change. For yeah. Calvert, actually. And he jumps on and goes and stands right next to the bench and just watches McKinnon ragdoll Christian Fisher all over the ice. I mean... There was, there there was no. <laughs> Price had no, or not Price. Fisher had, and I'm thinking of Carey Price now for some reason. Um, <laughs> Did Chris, you like that Fisher Fisher Price? That was that was that's actually what got me on it. I mean, Christian Christian Fisher first off cross checks McKinnon in the face. That was stupid. And then second yeah. off gets ragdolled. And I said it on my personal Twitter account. I said, "Don't pull on a dog's leash," because that's what happens. Yeah, and this was kind of going off uh, Krause's hit on on Makar too, because that was all it, that was kind of what ignited uh, this this whole scuffle. That was and a by needless the way, hit. That was needless. It's a six-one game. Makar is clearly dumping the puck in. It's a needless hit. I don't. And if it was one of our guys, I'd be saying the same thing. I don't pull punches. You know, everybody here knows that by now. If our yeah, guy would have done that, I would have said suspend him. That's a stupid hit. And it's just it's Krause just is bad lucky hockey. didn't get him. Oh yeah, and it's just it's just bad hockey. You know, you're down six one. You don't have to do that. I mean, sure, he was he was probably trying to send a message. It was right in front of his bench. Hale was really low. You know, kind of reminds me of that Lemieux hit that kind of sparked a rivalry. 
Um, but I don't know. Like anytime a guy's a guy's that low, you you, you definitely don't want to come in as hard as he did, especially on the tail end of a six-one game. But our guys responded how you'd expect a championship caliber team to respond. They backed each other up, and and even after the game, Jared Kale. You know, being just as young as he is, too, we, we talked about that inexperience the last episode. But today, he, he showed gamesmanship beyond his years. On I mean, this is Kale McCarr just on seeking his teammates to come to his defense during that whole scuffle. And this is a, a, a quote from him. He said, I put myself in that position. It makes me feel guilty. I have a lot of respect for those guys, and I hope they do for me as well. I mean, that's the kind of guy you get who's leading your defense as young as he is. And that's that whole, it's that whole energy around him. I mean, they were un, untouchable tonight. I, I could even see it with Ekman Larson trying to work on Kadri. You know, Kadri, who's trying to get Kadri to that old school Toronto Leafs kind of form. And it didn't work because the Avs are playing for something much better right now. And all of them know it. They can smell it. And, and I, th- I think the thing that impressed me the most was that this is the top line that was out there when, when Makar got hit by Kraus right at center ice. And I'm actually, and was- I'm, I'm watching it right now on Twitter since I have Twitter pulled up on my, on my other screen. And Gerard's out there with Makar. So you don't exactly have like a big group out there. But the first guy you see just dive bomb in there is Gabriel Landeskog. That's what a leader does. He gets in the there and, and pulls every and just goes after the dude who took some liberties. Miko Rantanen right in there. And Lanskog gets put in a headlock. And, and so Makar grabs uh, Fisher and just goes, <laughs> yeah, right. That's not happening to my captain. And, and then just dummies him. I mean, dummies him. And, oh, yeah. And, Puts him in the ice. And you see what where Kraus is after all this, the, the slink player that he is, man. He's behind the boards. But, like He's getting out of there. I mean, Rantanen comes in, and he's out. I mean, uh, all the attention goes to, to McKinnon and Fisher after that, rightly so. I mean, and Mac just... I mean... <laughs> and, and did you see the bench's reaction, too? I mean... Oh, the, the, the bench, bench was fired up. The, the bench reaction was, oh, I wish I was on the ice right now. I mean... Yeah, you, you slapping Confer, sticks like you had Comfort right there, you had Donskoy right there, you had Kadri right there, yeah. and Kadri actually Chomping. has to jump back over the boards because he's like, "I'm gonna get McKinnon's gonna throw me next." Like he was freaked out. Yeah, yeah, it's just that man. You don't do that when you're up six. When you're when you're down six to one. I mean, that, rightfully so. That reaction was rightfully justified in my opinion, and it was good to see our guys rise to the occasion. And again, I'm going to say it again. You know, every, everyone regards Mac as just some speedy guy, but he's big and he will put a body on you. That dog's got a lot of fight to him. I mean, yeah, this, the, this is the Avs team that we expected to see in this series. And this is the fight of a team that is willing to do anything and everything that they can for for each other and they they want to they they want they don't care if this is an asterisk cup they don't care about any of that they they want this cup 
And I, I mean, from top to bottom, this is the team built to go the distance. I mean, he, he's the fourth, he's the fourth youngest rookie in franchise history to have a multi-point game. Only behind, mm-hmm. and, and well, he's the second in Avs history, but fourth in, in franchise history, including the Nordiques. The only person in front of him from the Avs is Martin Skula. That's it. I mean, wow. You, you want to talk about a guy who's a great comparison to yeah. how good he's going to be? Martin Skula played quite a long time for Colorado. And I mean, I, I, it's just, it's so much fun to watch Kale McCarr when he gets into open ice and he just shows his prowess. I mean, we all, I mean, when this kid got drafted, everybody knew how good this kid was going to be. And then they saw him again, play his sophomore season at UMass and go, Oh my God. Yeah. And, to, and just to put it in perspective, the Flyers had the number one pick that year. They could have chosen Miro Heiskinen of the Stars now, Elias Pettersson of the Canucks, or Kale McCarr, and instead they went with Nolan Patrick, who was the yeah. consensus number one overall pick, and Kale McCarr is looking like he should have gone number one overall, and he's making everyone relish in that. Oh, yeah. Just the type of, of caliber player that Makar is. I mean, <clears throat> last year, you know, when the Avs were making that playoff run, Makar was still playing at UMass. So it, it's really like he never really took a break. I mean, they, they're playing against DU. And, I mean, he was, he was playing pretty well in that series, too. This all this back talk about you know all this all this stuff about you know is Makar gonna is now the time for him to to come up to the Avs and the way they brought him in it was absolutely I mean, perfect. I mean he's just he rode that momentum and Bednar he's really one of the guys that Bednar just absolutely trusts and with him being one of the youngest guys on the team it really just speaks everything about his game uh, you also got i'm going to go back to mckinnon here real quick because he extended his his very nice looking point streak now um he's up there with guys like bork and 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 Sackick for you know pretty close anyways and and uh just just point streaks for playoffs so that's great to see and i also love how just on every uh, just kind of in disregard to all of this the avalanche uh social media team will go out of their way to post whenever a player passes matt duchene and playoff points and i love it just because you know duchene's all about i gotta play playoff hockey i have to play playoff hockey i'm gonna go you know destroy my career and <laughs> I, I today it was comfort that that passed him on the list and it's it's the last few days. I mean, I'm sure you've been seeing this too, but there's been all sorts of guys that have been passing him. I, I love it anytime it comes up on my timeline because I just go, oh, I don't miss Matt Duchesne at all. I really don't. And nope. and I, and to be honest with you, I don't miss Tyson Berry either. I mean, if you truly look at it, this was the perfect trade. For, uh, for, for Joe Sackick. She's, I, I mean, it's just, it's insanity, man. 
Yeah, I mean, can I say perfect trade for uh, Kadri too? Right. I mean, it's exactly, it's needed, exactly what it was. Yeah, he, he needed to change the scenery. And let me tell I playoff Avs Kadri is not the same as Leafs Kadri. Uh, and he's been playing like a man possessed. And I mean, for, you said you said it earlier today, fourteen shots, two goals, and an assist. I mean, and I'm, I, I, I saw mean, it it's earlier. Great to have he's your second guy too. Most guys would would kill to have that as your top guy. <laughs> but the way that he's playing, you know, he's playing like a top line center right now. But. You have the luxury of having Mac in that place and having them be literally interchangeable. And it's just so good to see them finally just gel and be the best version of themselves. In my opinion, that's what I've been looking for. I, I, I agree. And I'm, I'm trying to find this tweet. I cannot find it because I, I know I liked it on my personal page. I'm just, I'm trying to find it. I mean, someone put out there it was like Kadri in like 14 playoff games had like oh found it here it is Nazem Kadri in 19 playoff games with Toronto had three goals in seven with Colorado he's got four yep and and some assists to go along I mean wow he's just I mean talk about a talk about a change of scenery what, what, what a change of scenery can do for a guy and 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 here's another really good one. I mean, uh, this is from Cal Miller, the the social media guy from the Eagles, and it 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 says it just says Toronto Kadri is the reason why we exit early in the playoffs. Colorado seeing Kadri as a potential con Smite winner. I mean, <laughs> it, you're not wrong. So, and I mean, this is. And this is everything we expected to see from Colorado in their in a back in a bounce back game, and we got every bit of it like we needed to see. And like like we said, this is a much better podcast tonight because this just this is just um um just just a much better game from Colorado from top to bottom. I mean, for only one guy not to register a shot, and that was uh, Belmar tonight. And he still had an assist and still threw two hits and blocked three shots. I mean, this is just, this was one of those great Colorado games. And, and, we've, and we were talking about it before saying, we, we talked about it going in after game three. The Avs were 0 for 7 in the last two games on the power play. Well, they come back and go 3 for 7 tonight. Beautiful. This is what we needed to see. This is exactly what was needed. And... I mean, Colorado took advantage of every opportunity, and one of the few mistakes Colorado made by going on the kill, I mean, yes, Arizona capitalized on it, but outside of that, there was nothing that Arizona had. It was one power play goal where, yes, Graves probably should have stepped up, but at the same time, they limited any good scoring chances that Arizona had and and, and gave gave Grubauer everything that he needed to have a great game tonight and which he did. And yeah, Gru- Group played really really well. Uh, I mean 13 13 he was you know one for two on the power play and 33 but like you said as far as that just that little blip goes I mean that's something that you can work on for sure. But just as far as just guys in in the plus minus 
two, McKinnon with a plus two, Belmar with a plus one, Donskoy with a plus one, Nieto with a plus two, Kad Kadri with a plus one, Landeskog with a plus two plus one. I mean Burakovsky with a plus one. Rantanen with a plus one. I mean I could go on and on, man. <laughs> That's not even getting into our defense. Yeah. Which everyone on defense registered a plus tonight as well, and I mean, yeah, and and for Burkowski who got who looked like he got got banged up a little bit, and they just it, it which was smart, just hold him out the rest of the game. You know the game's out of hand. There's no reason to put him back in. That's fine by me. His pass to Jonas Donskoy was beautiful on the ice, straight under the defenseman's stick to make it four to make it either four nothing or four one. It was four nothing. I mean. That's just a perfect pass. There's just... And, I mean, you're really starting to see these these guys for Colorado really break into their own. I mean, I I, I gotta find it because I, I know these stats are just getting absolutely insane right now because yeah. it's just... Colorado just playing so well. And yeah, it, it's, it's really just great to see. Yeah, yeah, like, I mean, just, oh, with that goal. That's one of the cleanest goals I've seen in a while. And it happened in the playoffs. I mean, that's the type of hockey that you're getting right now from this team. And it's something that I've sorely missed. And it's, it's really good to see. I mean, you can't get any better than that. And and guys like Kadri, like Kadri right now is shooting at a 21.43% shooting rate for goals. He's got three goals on 14 shots. Miko Ranton has three goals on 11 shots for 27.27. I mean, Jonas Donsko is one for one, so he's on 100, but that's kind of an outlier. You yeah. Know? I mean, this is, this is the exact things you want to see from from a guy like Kadri and this is only in the Arizona series this isn't the entire playoffs quote unquote playoffs I'm not counting the return to play because yeah, that, was, that yeah. was more of a of a group stage in the World Cup if you kind of want to put it that way yeah kind of and, a round robin you know exactly um, and I, this is just this is just one of those teams where you look at it from top to bottom and go holy crap and McKinnon's got a goal and five assists. Three of those are primaries, so he's setting guys up. Kale McCarr has three assists, three primaries. He's setting guys up. Landis Scott's yeah. got two primaries. I mean, you got guys. There's only four guys on the Avs who have yet to register a point. And that's Ian Cole, Zadorov, Nachushkin, and Nemestikov. Nachushkin's going to turn it on. If we get deep in these playoffs, watch out, because he's going to be one of those guys who just turns it on. I mean, he's one of those guys that I'll expect in like the Western Conference Final to end up with like four or five points across probably seven games in the Western Conference Finals against Vegas. He could be one of those X Factor type exactly. players for sure. Exactly. And in in domestic he's he's got the injury bug right now, so he's that's a that's a tough one to understand. So Yeah. Well, I mean the difference just I mean, you saw it tonight with just all the guys that got on the stat sheet. If teams try to key in on McKinnon and McCarr, both of those players are good enough to where they'll find people to score. And the Avs are a good team in general. So they're going to find people that know how to put the puck in the back of the net. So 
as far, uh, it was so hilarious too. I <clears throat> I actually ended up uh, watching the just because of the way that we um, the, the the way that we lost last game to them. I the, the the part of the game that I did end up watching today, I actually watched it on the Arizona Coyotes uh, feed. How cringy was that? And it. It, it, it was super cringy. I mean, because I, I do love our guys, and, and I love I love hearing what they have to say. But sometimes, just uh, I, I like to get other people's you know other people's perspective, other people's opinions. So I switched on that feed for a little bit, and it was so funny. Just because after after last game, you know, they thought they had figured us out. They were like, you know, this Avs team is done. The Coyotes are going to have a lot of fight now, and they're going to push this to seven. Is what they were talking about uh, before tonight. And now it's like they're trying to make up excuses. It's so hilarious. They're like, well, you know, the Coyotes just played a really just just a, a real bad game. Um, they're, they're just going to have to get, you know, Darcy Kemper's going to have to play well. Excuse me. This dude stood on his head, sacrificed himself, basically. <laughs> Game three. And you barely got the win off two empty net goals. Congratulations off a rare mistake from, from Kale McCarr. That was my whole that was my whole thing last episode. And, and I came in very strong with that. And for a good reason, we won seven to one. And just watching them try try to make excuses, it's like just admit that we outclassed you as as an organization and be prepared to lose in five games because Wednesday night the abs are going to be smelling blood and Nick's our predictions I, I, I think they're going to kill him I mean I, I, I honestly do I, I think it's going to be another one of those three four oh games if, if I can go back on a prediction yeah they're done in five I, Wednesday night's going to be the the the, the final chapter of this series I mean Arizona can't go back to Ronta. I mean, a, no, a, broken. a, a six-two-five save percentage. First goal, first shot he sees, Kel McCarr burns him with, on the backhand. Yeah, there's no way. You, you, you have to go back to Kemper. You have to. You come in and you see Kale McCarr, the guy that lost, the the guy that, you know, he was the reason why. As a backup goalie, you come in and you saw this from the bench over the weekend you know you saw he, he saw how kale you know messed up and led to that that crucial you know 3-1 lead for them and so he comes in thinking okay we have a goal now i can see if i can you know get this going and guess who's right on him it's kale and he just took his whole team on from his line and boom, boom, two quick stick moves and back of the net, 5-1 abs coasting. I mean, there's not really much a, a, apart from just that, you know, Graves and that, that, that one. I mean, Graves got bodied today, too. And Arizona. They were not. It's great. The, the great thing you brought that up. Arizona's frustrated. They're, they're completely yeah. frustrated. I mean, Ekman Larson throws a, a, a questionable hit on Graves. And... Then the Garland hit, or not the Garland, yeah, the Garland hit on Makar. I mean, th this is a frustrated group, and 
it, for a it's, good reason. It's quite yeah. obvious why. I mean, Colorado is physical. They are not giving the puck away. They are funneling pucks to the net. And I mean, like, like we said, they had 30 shots on goal. Of those 30, 12 were in high danger areas. That, half, that's not Close good. That's yeah, that's just not good in general, you know. I mean, I'm oh, I'm sorry, that was only five on five. Excuse me. Oh, wait a minute. Hold Uh-oh. on. So about that, um, they had 14 high danger scoring chances uh, in in all situations. Um, whoops, my bad. So yeah, yeah, it's town. It just it wasn't good. I mean, the average get, the average goal get, distance get, get, on Ronta. Get the hell out of here! Half, dude, that's insane. Yeah. <laughs> And, and I mean, three high danger scoring yeah. chances against Grubauer. I, I mean, I just, I, 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 I gotta remember to click these buttons. Those. I gotta remember to click these buttons on, on natural stat trick because I start looking like an idiot. But I mean, j- just on the abs power play alone, I mean, they had a, they had a one, they had one medium, uh, one medium danger chance against Ranta on the power play. That was about it, or against them on the power play. And and when the abs were on the power play. The Avs had two high danger scoring chances, two medium danger, and four low dangers. And of those four high and medium danger, they scored twice. So yeah, I, I and there's mean, nothing. There's nothing you can do. Yeah, and, and there's nothing wrong with taking those medium ch- chances. It's just get a cushion first, you know. Uh, the the Avs they almost played last game like they had the yips. Mm-hmm. I, I kind of wanted to to put this into the last episode as well, but clearly the the superior team as far as skating talent, all that. And by the way, uh, Garland for Arizona left early this game, and he was their top points contributor for the season. So that is not a good sign for Arizona just heading forward. So you already have that as well. But I mean, top to bottom, you you know who the better team is, in, in my opinion, and that's the Avs. They, yeah, yeah. I mean, it just they looked completely ready to to just go out there and, and get done what needed to get done. It's like, all right, time to clock in, time to clock in for the shift. And you know, Arizona was the employee that showed up late with a coffee in the hand. I mean, and and Colorado showed up on time. That's, had a, had a full breakfast in their in their huge oh, glass of orange juice. I mean, end of story. Yeah, Colorado showed up 15 minutes early to the shift, fully fed. It just had that type of feel to it. Yeah, I but mean, they're clearly. I mean, Tockett's at a loss. He he said it himself after after tonight. He 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 basically said to his reporters that he doesn't really know what they're going to do. And I don't blame him. I mean, yeah, it's just, I'm glad I'm on the other side of things on this one. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that is some work. <laughs> I mean, I'm, I mean, it, just in closing here, I mean, Colorado outplayed Arizona in every facet of the game tonight. It, top to bottom, just even your basic stats tell you that. I mean, yes, it wasn't the fifty-shot performance that Colorado put up in in Game Three, but this was a much more controlled and a much more calculated Colorado team 
not just throwing pucks wildly at the net, creating good chances, working, working to get those good chances and then putting pucks to the net. I mean, three goals in the first one in the second, three in the third Colorado has been really bad in the second period, almost all year. So that came at really, that came in really no surprise to me. And, and, and now they're just, they're really starting to turn it on, which is, which is really great. I mean, and, and the third period historically for Colorado has never been good. I mean, ever. They they typically get outshot in the third, outscored in the third, and right now they're they're just playing really well. And and I mean, when when Colorado leads after two, they're they're thirty four two and four. Simple as that. And 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 you yep. can just tell that when they get on that roll, they don't give it up. They just they just start they start pumping everything out that they can, and they don't stop. And it was very evident tonight against a Arizona team that is now clinging for dear life going into this game on Wednesday. Oh, yeah. And just history in general, I mean, for the Avs, when they're up 3-1 to one in a playoff series with a closing game on the line, the Avs are 10-3 and three in those series. And eight out of those 10 wins, they've gone on to close game five. And, and and that's as recent as Calgary last year. So I, I would expect almost nothing. This this was this was the game three from Calgary last year. Is what I'm going to equate this to. And yeah. now, if if history repeats itself, we'll yeah. see overtime in game five. That's just if that's if history repeats itself. I don't think that's the case. Kemper no, think- is is obviously now broken. We have figured out Kemper. And now it's just a matter of getting over that hump of saying, okay, Kemper's behind us. What now? How are we going to close this out? Because Arizona's going to press. We, we know that. We, we know Arizona's going to be balls to the wall, pressing, trying to get anything and everything to the net. Bodies, sticks, pucks, doesn't matter. And Colorado's yeah. going to have to stay composed like they did tonight and just focus on the process and just push through to get that last win and then move on and wait to see and wait and just let everybody else kill each other over these over these next few games yeah and just great yeah just 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 to close as well i mean just just an awesome performance from from all these guys and it really Tonight just really put forth just that other theme of just the camaraderie that we were talking about, especially in the third when the going did get a little bit tough there. I mean, we had Kale's back. You know, our guys are gonna go, are, they're they're gonna come help you. You know, whether whether you're import, you're an important contributor or not. I mean, it's just the heart and soul of this team. It is like an all for one, you know, type mentality. Um, I mean, the guy that's leading the pack is is McKinnon with everything that we've talked about with him over the course of, of the show and I love it. I, I love to love to see it, man. Love to have a guy like that on your team, especially. It's it's such a just a privilege to watch him every night. I mean, he was blowing past people. I mean he he made Demers look like an absolute fool on that assist to Kadri Kadri tonight. 
and just blew by him. It was like, wow, like, there you go. That's one, you know, uh, I mean, just really just otherworldly stuff. Uh, and yeah, some, some good news from, from just the, uh, the NBA as well here, the Nuggets ended up winning their first playoff game against the Jazz. Uh, can can you imagine being Donovan Mitchell putting up fifty seven and then still losing? It's like a one man army type mentality. Uh, I mean, he had just an insane game, and the Nuggets, uh, like I said, they're they're forced to be reckoned with. I mean, they did win in overtime today, so it was it was a close game. But they did also post the fourth highest amount of points ever scored in an NBA playoff overtime. I mean, they they looked. Jamal Murray took over that overtime, from what I saw. I mean, Jamal Murray and, was involved in almost every scoring play from I think it was the three twenty mark of overtime through the fi- through double zeros. So. I mean, yeah. I mean, there's a time he I think over. he went on like a went on like a 12-0 run during that overtime. I mean, he, they they looked good. Um, Jokic had had his typical stat line of near 30, uh, you know, double-digit rebounds and, and some assists, and and Murray had 29. Um, and Jeremy Grant is developing into a really good third scoring option for the Nuggets in these playoffs. I, I'm I'm interested to see how Game Two goes, um, just for the sole fact of I I didn't feel like the Nuggets closed out as well as they should have in regards to their their play uh, going down the stretch. I, and and I know that 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 the violation that Donovan Mitchell had was huge because they were up four and about to score again uh, for Utah, yeah. but I, it just it didn't feel like on, on the defensive and even on the offensive side that 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 the Nuggets were closing out as well as they could have because we've seen this Nuggets team go on huge runs in just like late in like the middle to late stages of games, and we're we're starting to see now that. That they need to get back to that form before it it, it comes to that it comes back to bite them. And I, I want to say it was Vic Lombardi tweeted something out not long ago about um it was it was a very like Nuggets stat that ESPN put out that um that the Nuggets are five and seven after winning game one for the series. So I, I mean yeah. they're they're gonna have to grind to really make sure that 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 Utah doesn't get any sort of momentum going because at 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 that point if if Utah gets a little bit of 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 a of of a confidence level they they could turn into a very dangerous team very quickly like, like we saw oh there it is it was Nate Crackman 7 and 9 after winning game 1 for the series and it's it's one of the worst winning percentages after after winning game 1 of the series wow and I mean that's just that's just one of those where you look at it and go, "Oh boy, here's what happens." 
yeah they they if, if they can write the ship the whole way and just say we're not going to give up high danger chances against top guys like mitchell where where mitchell's able to go off for, for 57 i don't think he goes off for 57 again but if he does that worries me about where colorado or where colorado where where the nuggets defense is at right now yeah, and I think that's just getting back into because because it was just their first game of the playoffs, so kind of getting back into that high intensity uh, type of mentality because they have just been playing bubble games and kind of just experimenting with lineups too at this point because the Nuggets have been a lock for the playoffs and it was something that Malone had said, you know, hey, I'm going to see what we've got here, especially because of our, our injuries. So I think them just knowing that the, the switch should be flipped by now and that hopefully game one was the last of that because if the, the Nuggets have shown for uh, for some stretches here that they, 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 they can be good uh, defensively in, in the league as well. They're much more of an offensively dangerous team, but if they lock in and if they've got the right combination of guys on the floor, uh, they'll make you work for your points. Um, but that being said, it's it's got to be just disheartening. I mean, Mitchell dropped 57, and, and they did lose. I mean, you had Rudy Gobert, who, you know, a lot of people, they do sort of just always talk about him as a defensive player of the year type candidate. He's always, you know, always in the voting, always involved in that. And Nikola Jokic took his lunch money today. As far as just his, his weight change... And his new slimmed down look, he's much harder to guard. The people that said he played well because of, of his girth, basically because of his body, how he could basically just maneuver and get to the hoop. Um, yeah, I mean, Jokic, he, he, looks, he looks great. And the Nuggets, they just have to, again, just find that right... That right combination of guys that'll that'll get them over that that hump, especially in in the clutch time of games. But just great to see them win. Great to see the Avs just take complete control of this series. And uh, yeah, hopefully, you know, all being said and done, the Avs will wrap it up in five games, and that'll be that. Uh, no more Arizona Coyotes for the Colorado Avs, and they will move on to face the winner of the Hawks and Vegas series, which the Hawks Hawks did win last night. So and that'll, that'll it, be it, good. It, it, it could be interesting seeing if Colorado has to play Calgary again or if they play Dallas. I I worry a little bit if if Colorado has to face Dallas in this next round, just because of. The, the the season series against Dallas, while the one game looks was a pretty good game for Colorado against Dallas, my concern is seeing them in a seven game series, just based off of the the law of averages tell me that Colorado is not going to play well against Dallas. I'd much rather play Calgary, a hundred percent of the time. Me too, me too, especially after last year. Uh, I mean, Dallas too. They, they they've always been a team that scared me because they they were the only team that. Even you know, posted a, a winning record against the Avs this year. Only team in the league to do it. 
of, so, of qualified playoff teams of, of, of the qualified playoff teams yeah uh so yeah it definitely is good you know that is your worst nightmare type matchup right there if you are an avalanche fan um and yeah like you said that bubble game that you know that that game in the beginning that round robin game was nice to to see them exercise some demons and beat them but as you said very correct in the fact that a seven game series is definitely different than uh one game so um but yeah just focusing on you know focusing on the good right now abs are looking great nuggets had a good game too the rockies could just kind of you know get their stuff together here they've been playing very rocky-ish as of late uh (laughs) but but yeah, generally all is well in the world of Colorado sports. Uh, Jared, anything else you wanted to add before we before we sign off here? I I'm I'm not I'm not too concerned about um, game five. To be honest with you, I, I know it's going to be a good game. I know it's going to probably be a very rough and tumble game where Arizona is going to be pushing hard but if Colorado comes out and does the exact same thing to like they did this afternoon where they just they they didn't they didn't get pressed as hard as they did in game in a uh, game 4 or game 3 and they yeah. limit those chances keep those chances to the outside like like we saw on the heat map i i can't imagine that Colorado comes out with anything less than a win in game 5 I agree, and especially if they play the same way that they played tonight, because I don't think anyone could beat them if they play like that. And definitely not the Coyotes, because the the results are in the pudding there. Um, So yeah, from from all of us here, uh, yeah, from Jared and I, just especially thanks for everyone for for tuning in weekly and listening to us. Uh, We will be back again. Uh, at a, another time later this week to give you guys another fresh scoop on all of our takes, news, and analysis uh, just concerning Denver sports. Thanks so much for listening, gang, and have a good rest of your night. Most of the people are so close-minded. They go into school and they work in a job, but they don't even like it. I won't be put in a box. Nobody telling me what I should rock. Nobody telling me what I should drop. Cause I do what I want and just know I don't stop. Recording till four in the morning, they snoring. I'm pouring my soul into every story. I'm writing, producing, I mix it, I master, I'm building my craft, and I'm not looking back. I've been going doing things I wanna do when I want to. Everybody wanna get away, but they not to. Everybody wanna copy you, but they not to. Everybody wanna get away, but they not to. Deep underground, the Jelly Belly Factory, Bibi is in her secret laboratory creating the weird and wild flavors of Bean Boozled. I've done it again. Is it cappuccino or liver and onions? <laughs> Dare to compare. Bean Boozled, 6th edition. Are you brave enough?